Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. And welcome back, viewers, to 360. How are you, Ben? Wonderful, Katie. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Um, so for this week, if we're diving straight into this, what we're going to... you hitting me hard, straight up. Straight up. All right. So what we are looking at for this week is running, um, specifically how to run your first 5k without actually running 5k beforehand. Because what we find a lot of the time is the first thing that people do when they want to start running and they might have a goal of either 3k's, 5k's, 10, 15, any distance, is there's some basic principles that we go into it that we need to adhere to in order to run any of those distances. But what we find is that when people go into want to run 5k, they're going to run, try and run 5k continually. Or they'll run walk until they get to 5k and then continue continually run 5k expecting it to get better and faster when it's not the most efficient way to do it by doing it that way it's going to take not only a lot longer but we're a lot more susceptible to injury just get beat down people's bodies just get beat down especially if they're not conditioned to it yes we see a lot of people being out there and first thing is a straight up never run or haven't run since they've been at school or potentially done a a fun run or something which wasn't really at a higher intensity Mm -hmm. Uh, that they then just break themselves down doing so much volume, uh, get hurt, think they need to push through it, and mm-hmm. then it just actually ruins them, destroys them. They end up hating running or even yeah. anything like that that's going to be due there. Absolutely. And something else that we find as well is that efficiency is never something that's talked about when it comes to running. Your technique and your efficiency and how to make it easier on your body without being fitter is never something that's delved into it's expelling you're expelling energy like you you want to get a good like we say bag for your buck so so putting out there and not actually being very efficient at doing the movements is just dissipating energy for no no return and you would have seen these people like if you're driving if you're walking and you see someone running you'll know you would have looked at someone and go that looks hard like you can look at it and go like their running looks like it's really tough or, I feel that sometimes when I could do a mirror reverse of looking at myself running, you're sometimes like, oh. you're like, oh, this looks tough. And like you say, you can definitely see some people really struggling with it mm-hmm. um, as far as not being as efficient as they can. And potentially that's when the time is to pull up and have a look. You know, they may maybe better off of looking technique and pulling yeah. up and, and ensuring that it's proper or yeah. it's, it's good. And I find especially if you ran when you were younger, if you've ran when you were younger and then you haven't ran for maybe four, five Is it ran plus. or run? Run, I feel, would be. I haven't run. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Just, yeah, just <laughs> double-checking. Grammar, grammatical. If you haven't run, haven't ran. Ran, run. Anyway, I'd, yeah. I don't know. Back to I'd, yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah, just a bit of tangent there. If you haven't involved yourself with any running in five plus years since you've um, potentially stopped anything, what you'll find is that your technique has dropped off a lot, your efficiency's dropped off a lot, Muscle and that's memory. when yeah, and it feels so hard to run, and yeah. all that goes through your head normally at that point is this used to be so easy, what's happened to me? But that's when we need to. We'll work on some activation, work on some technique stuff, and you'll be good to go in no time. Regress to progress. That's exactly right. Excellent. Alrighty, so for today, um, what we're going to start with is defining your goal and how you define your goal when you are running. So there's three, three main goals generally that people have when they're running. It's either to run a certain distance, so make that distance longer. 
It's either to increase their speed, so maintain the same distance but make it faster, or it's to increase technique. Technique can be something that plays a role if you find that every time you start running, you get injured as mm. well. So then technique is a massive, massive building block. Because also it can end up being that shorter distances as well. Yes. You know, like just speed and potentially yeah. uh, with your technique, picking up your speed gets better efficiency yes. as we talked about. But yeah, we'll go through that. Absolutely. So you need to first define that goal and what you're looking for. So what you'll find is that there is a massive crossover between these three things, between your distance, your speed, and your technique. As you increase one, the other two are going to increase. Um, unfortunately, speed and ease of running isn't built through doing longer distances. You're not going to get faster by running for longer. So just because you've now built from a 2K consistent run without stopping to now a 5K to maybe a 7K without stopping in that running, that doesn't mean that now you're going to be able to do 2Ks really fast. It doesn't mean that your 5K is going to be any faster because you can run 7Ks. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you have that means. It's not and on a, a continuum with doing it, as far as like you no. say, doing longer distance re- refers to that. Absolutely, doing it quicker yeah. just means you can suffer longer. That's exactly right. Yeah. Very good. Um, so when we're looking at building, what we like to do with this here um, is undulating intensity and actually running a lot shorter distances and varying it as much as possible um, between our shorter distances to keep that higher intensity and to keep that pace rolling over. We then alternate those with a little bit longer runs. So you're looking at like potentially your 800 meters, your 1.2 Ks, your 1.5s and 2 Ks and you roll those ones over as that distance gets a bit better and you're alternating between all of these different styles there to keep your body adapting so that it keeps getting better but you're going to slowly increase the volume mm-hmm. so for example you might do a for example a 100 meter run you then might rest for so long then you'll do a 200 meter run rest for so long and you might repeat that so many times you're going to repeat that so many times that at the start your total distance that you've ran for that day might add up to say one to two k's and then from there the next week you might look at increasing that to a certain distance and then increasing the distance a couple of weeks later increasing the distance a couple of weeks later and then eventually you're doing shorter distances but your total volume is increasing so your total yeah, run this is, distance yeah, this is increasing is, yeah volume over the day yes. so you're not looking at just potentially increasing the length of your runs in a straight line or in a straight mm-hmm. format as far as running 800 or now all of a sudden running two kilometers in one go yes you're, you're looking at the total volume over your session yes that's so exactly looking right. at the total volume of session. and that's the thing is we find and it can be done with a lot of stuff conditioning stuff mm-hmm. is, is varying those distances and, and rest periods mm-hmm. to make sure that your body is adapting with it and being able to feel what it's like uh, for pushing the pace in certain distances and knowing where yeah. you can and where you really struggle, like what distances you at really struggle. Yeah, where you can push and where you can pull back. Yeah. Um, so then with that there, with those slow increases in distance, this is also a great way to build your technique from the start. So if you start working on your technique from the start, and we'll go over a little, a little bit um, in a little bit about how the – um, building of technique is going to help your efficiency, which is then going to go forwards. Mm. 
Yeah. It's um, something that people sort of forget about is the, the technique and making sure it's very efficient. I know with like, we'll, we'll talk about rowing later on and we talk about stuff like that is, is setting yourself up for success and ensuring that that technique that you're taking on is being able to be exponentially expressed. So you, you're wanting to make sure that at the start of your running Mm-hmm. Or, or when you run that first hundred kilo, a hundred kilometers, hundred meters. Oh. That's but I've done that. That was a story and a half. Anyway, is that you've done the hundred meters? The first hundred meters is as good as the last hundred yes. meters. So you're trying to make sure it's repetitive and be able to repeat it over time. Mm. And finding the cues in your head that you need to work on. So I remember, like through running coaching, when I was um, like a couple of years ago is like the same cues go through your head every time. And I remember our coach would like yell it across the field every time and it would be the same cues. And for him, like it was head down working. That was one of his major cues. So you'd be running and you'd be doing your track, whether you're doing 50s, 100s, 200s, 400s, and he would be yelling across the track. He's like, head down working, head down working. But as soon as he yelled head down working, it automatically cued to all of us. Head was in the right position. We had that forward lean in our run and our arms were working properly. So that one cue filtered down with everything that we needed to do running. But every single time I run now, that goes through my head again and again and again and again. So if you can find those cues for you that have an impact to fix that technique with the things that you need to fix, then it makes it a lot easier. So where would you start first up in technique as far as what would you drill down that's going to give us the biggest return? So would you be looking at your stride rate? Would you be looking at how potentially your body position is, maybe where your feet are touching, are hitting the ground. And like you're saying, is is your forward lean or your, your head down? Where is it that people can start to look at to get that biggest bang for their buck as far as doing these technique small drills or work on to be able to forward progress with it? Um, sometimes the best thing to do is video your run. So there's some really good apps out there that you can video, or you can simply just set your phone up, put it into slow-mo and then run past, do it from the side, from the other part, from the front. Yep. I could, I could see how that would be beneficial, but I don't know how I could run. I was going to say, cause I can't see myself running with my phone. No, no, you selfieing. Put it okay, yeah, you right. Put it we just need to you clarify. Yes, yeah. just going to say running with my phone beside me and selfieing selfie myself mode. as I'm like, and maybe I, maybe my, my potentially would look better, but I don't know if I'd be looking at the right areas and it'd be very movement would be all over the place. So potentially not. It's, it's, so to clarify, phones yeah. on the ground. <laughs> Roger, just making sure we need to ensure it's that everyone solid. understands where That's things exactly go. Right. Um. So with that, when you video yourself, then and you're going to put it in slow-mo so that then you can evaluate. A couple of things to look for, key things. Number one is your legs, what your legs are doing. Number two is your arms, and number three is your forward lean. So if we go over legs first, one, you want to be picking your feet up. When you think of your legs, think of it as a wheel. When they go around, your foot is going to your knee comes up, heel comes to your butt. Then from there, you come forwards and down, midfoot strikes the ground, and then you're coming back up, drawing that heel up to your butt. It's a constant cyclical motion that goes around. So it should look more like a wheel than it does like you're shuffling, right? So what you find a lot of times, especially as people get tired um, or when they have poor hamstring engagement, Mm. is they'll shuffle along the ground. You'll find their feet like lift 20 centimeters off the ground max. And they'll be shuffle, 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 shuffle. That makes your feet really hard on the ground 
but that in itself prevents your forward lean. So now you're not going to be leaning. Think of running as a controlled fall. All right, controlled fall, which means that you are constantly leaning and your feet are catching you just before you would fall. That's when running becomes effortless. If I'm shuffling and my feet aren't very far off the ground, I'm not falling, which means that my legs are having to force me forwards, which means that now it's hard and it requires effort. I'm not just falling and catching myself, which makes it a lot easier. Obviously, breathing and things play a massive role, but it becomes easier. When you're looking at your arms, arms and hands they have such a massive flow on effect your arms will mirror exactly what your legs are doing so often when your legs get tired and you don't want to move just move your arms faster and your legs are automatically going to go faster it's not going to prevent you from getting more tired but it's just a play around with willpower because you're so i think when that is and what's the thing is there is people get so concentrated on their legs yeah. purely because they that's what we're actually doing is we feel we're running so that is just leg mm. motion but i think like you're saying it's either and i find it a lot easier to actually think more about my breathing than my hands yeah. and try and start to stage my breathing as far as being able to take a deep breath in amongst it mm-hmm. to take my mind off sometimes what's going on but actually being more concentrating on my breathing because as people struggle, their breathing gets either shorter and they end up really struggling for breath is to actually try and think about a deep breath when it, with, with your running. So, you know, a deep breath in for three steps, a mm-hmm. breath out for three steps. You know, like when yes. you're trying, and that just keeps you moving in a certain pace. So you know how long it is and you know mm. your either speed is increasing or decreasing. You can certain time yourself with it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely definitely but with yeah, your But like I was saying, hands, hands, arms. Hands, arms. If you tense your hands, your traps, so the top of your shoulders there, are automatically going to tense. As soon as you tense them, they're going to get tired first. And then it makes your breathing in the wrong spot. So as soon as you relax your hands, like you think about holding something, if you normally hold your phone when you run, generally it's quite a loose grip. Think about holding two phones, one in each hand, and it's just a loose grip there. And then that's how your hands are when you're running for a longer distance than a sprint. When you're sprinting, obviously straight hands, aerodynamics, Mm -hmm. but when you're um, running longer distance, you have a looser grip and that helps you flow forwards and it just keeps your shoulders in a relaxed position. Arms are always at 90 degrees. They should never cross paths. So if you think of like karate chopping your hands together, they should never, ever, ever cross paths. So they should stay not necessarily straight. There's a slight little angled in there. But if they ever cross paths, all of a sudden we're being super inefficient and we're engaging our shoulders wrong, which makes it super hard. Yeah, totally. Something small that we don't generally look at. Um, And then the next one is our lean, making sure that you have that lean forwards. When you lean, it's actually your whole body that's going to lean with then your feet underneath going as a circle, which are going to catch you. It's not bending at your hips and then pushing your chest all the way forward, which is just going to make you heavy and your feet still have to do the pushing. So they're probably the main things. And I think like you were saying there is, is it helps then with that forward lean with your foot strike. Yeah. So actually think about that midfoot hitting the ground, uh, the smallest amount of contact Mm -hmm. being able to keep turning that over doesn't feel you're so flat 
on the ground and, and hitting it so hard. It's no. um it's a big thing. Um, one thing that I like to talk about, well, I like to spend my money on is shoes um, and look at shoes and I seem to think I need more shoes. And For those who don't know, Ben has quite <laughs> the shoe collection. I do get quite excited about some recreational shoes. Recreational shoe collector. Yeah, recreational shoe collector. Sometimes I think I even have some pairs in my cupboard that are potentially years old and I've not even worn them. Look like a good random purchase got a brand new pair like 12 weeks ago and you only just put them on your feet for the first time you didn't even try them on when they got here i don't want to wear them out it's no good potentially i may want to on sell them re-gift them to someone else who knows i know that they're mine anyway uh does this and and we talk it about uh, about a lot in the the gym especially when we're doing squatting deadlifting things like that and we see people come through uh trying to do that stuff with running shoes or Mm. so-called running shoes and you'll see they have that massive heel yes this is obviously helpful for what we're talking about now Oh my God. So running shoes should not be used for lifting and lifting shoes should not be used for running. Hmm. Do not cross the two. There's a couple of differences and a couple of major reasons why. Number one, go by feel. If you normally run in flat shoes or in not running specific shoes, there's a reason why they were invented. Hmm. Um, it's not It's not a scam or something that they're just trying to sell you for more money. Running shoes are there for a reason. Generally, for longer distance, you'll have a higher heel on your running shoe and they're going to be a lot more cushioning. Cushioning so that you don't get those hot, burning, sore feet when you run, which you can so often get when you do distance. Um, But also with that forward lean that we were just talking about, the slope of your running shoe and the high heel actually helps you get that forward lean and propels you forward and it keeps your weight on your midfoot. Because as you forward lean, that heels there so that you're on your midfoot constantly. That then is counterintuitive when you're in the gym and you want your weight over your whole foot the whole time. Mm. So if you think of a flat shoe that helps you to keep your weight over your whole foot your whole time, that's not helping you when you're running. It's the complete opposite of what you need. Same thing with a runner in the gym. You're trying to keep your whole foot on the ground and a running shoe's pushing you forward. So then you wonder why you're always on your toes when you squat. Yeah. And it's why when people come in with, I, I think there's a total place for the minimalist shoes and, and yes. people to be doing all that stuff with it. Something that people have got to build um, mm-hmm. sort of time towards especially if you're not someone who's run bare feet for a long time is to try and actually think about it and if people can't hold good arches so another thing we have talked about and and we do a lot of it um, is being able to use your whole foot and how Mm. you can do your either toe walking hold maintain arches we see Mm -hmm. a lot of people with flat feet rolled ankles Mm. things like that happens what are some exercises you believe that are really beneficial to think about? We talked obviously about how forward leaning, um, our arms, stuff like that. Is there exercises that are potentially things we can do um, not directly involved with doing the running or we're yes. running all the time? Is that we could do to help us with our foot? So we go through those three things. And that activation probably. Yeah. Unlikely. So you go through your technique with your running, videoing it, seeing if there's anything that is immediately obvious to you that you can then fix and just by analyzing it you can find things like that which you'll see that in your front videos and side videos and ankles yep because then what you're going to notice is if you can't pick your feet up properly for example poor hamstring activation poor calf engagement if you find that you're running on your heels 
poor calf engagement. If you find that your heel, like your ankles are rolling in, poor arch engagement, poor calf engagement. Mm. Like there's all of these reasons why this might be happening for you. If your shoulders are hunched up at your ears, it's poor diaphragm engagement. Mm. So we roll over this. So there's heaps of exercises that you can do. Like we talked about your toe walking, but really invest some time in working on your feet. Um, Monkey feet is a big one so that we can learn to use our toes when we're running on our midfoot and with our toes when we run is simply getting the sole of your foot, palm of your hand, sole of your foot, make them face the same way, put them together. Then from there, you're going to put your fingers through the underside of your toes and you're just going to wiggle them around and try and get some movement there. So you're going to thread one finger through the gap of each toe. It sounds... it. I struggle with it majorly. It's very much not nice. Um, but I what would suggest can... doing it to your own foot. You may not find too many friends that want to do this for you. Maybe do it to your own foot. <laughs> Help. <Yeah. laughs> um, so what you can do is when you do that and you're putting your fingers in between, generally what you'll find is that it's going to hurt quite a bit the first time you do it because your toes are always cramped up in shoes so much like they're always always cramped up whether that's work shoes or gym shoes or at home they'd never really move what you'll find is that people's toes often start to have a lean as they get a bit older they get or they'll narrow go, and, yeah. and that front part those front part of your foot gets squished together and you'll have all no those control. bones and everything in there there's so many bones with the 26 or something yeah. or other in your foot it's actually supposed to have some space between it yes so what happens is if you can't do it where we, how we evolved and, and our feet, they're still supposed to be able to grip. So you're mm-hmm. supposed to have space between your toes. Yes, you're supposed to be able to grip. So by putting your fingers there, just wiggle side to side, up and down, and that's going to help you get some movement, roll that top part of your foot around. This is probably a good leader now mm-hmm. into foot health. Yes. Um, when is a time that we should, if we, we do increase our our mm-hmm. training and our volume and, and as is, and we totally know it. It's inevitable. Sometimes there is, you know, oh, we, we start to do overuse or we're using muscles we haven't used for a long time. Uh, potentially people go a bit too hard too soon. There's going to be either injuries or niggles or stuff like that. Yes. What is it that we need to push through? What is it that we need to pull up? What is it that we that's not going to be beneficial to, to try and keep going and what and what mm. maintenance stuff that we need to think, which is a big thing and it's totally with Such everywhere else thing. is maintenance as far as when you're squatting or when you're doing a lot of weightlifting or when you're doing other stuff, you need to make sure that you're maintaining and looking after yourself. Yes. General rule is pull everything up immediately. Mm-hmm. Anything that you feel, any twinginess, any discomfort, any pain, anything, stop immediately and just have a logical think about what could be going on. So, for example, if you've ran for five days straight, there may be an issue there as well if you've done no stretching. Five days straight is a lot of, like, that's a lot of running. Well, volume, if especially if you're going through a program and you've built up to being two to three Ks in a session. Yeah. You know, you're from someone that's not done. That's exactly right. So you're building some of that stuff. And if that's your distance or your goal is a five or a three, you know, you're you're sort of pushing the boundaries with where you are. So And do this stuff from the start. So make sure you're recovering from the start, making sure you're doing your activation from the start. So you're making sure your hamstrings and your calves are good, your hips are good, um, even down to your arms, your core, everything there is going to be on making sure that you're recovering. So after you run, take five minutes to cool down. And that doesn't just mean a walk. It means stretch your hamstrings, stretch your hips, stretch your calves, stretch your core, stretch your shoulders. All those things, stretch them out for five minutes after you finish and you're going to prevent so many injuries. Like it's 
so simple. Often with running as well, people don't generally tend to warm up. True, yeah. They, they go, oh, it's just a run. They'll go for a run, yeah. Um, running drills, make sure that you go through. There's a ton of things that you can do, but general running drills work static to dynamic. So you're going to do like your static stretching, maximum of about 20-second holds at each one because we don't want it to be um, overstretching anything. Mm. But static stretching until everything gets a bit warmer and then you do your gen- dynamic one. So like a little bit more jumpy, um, a little bit more running drills to try and get everything woken up and working so that as soon as you go out the gate, A, you're going to have some B- speed behind you, but B, you're not going to be risking pulling a calf or doing a hammy or something like that. Initial, yeah, straight up. That's the thing is it's probably when we're talking about building that volume, yes. it's something that you need to get used to is building that warm up. And it's something that you can put as far as a, a generic one that you could keep for yourself for and you can time. do it every time you warm and and it gets you primed if you know it works you know it feels good you know when you run out it was good then potentially put that in your pocket you know yeah. that's there for when you want to do any running or any running warm-ups or any and you can, it's totally universal with everywhere yeah. you can do it anywhere in the world anywhere you don't have to be necessarily be locked down to any any equipment no. you can do that all the time that's probably a good thing to go into then as well is technology that we can use to assist us with it um being anywhere that you are the only thing you if you want to track it is an app on your phone in order to track distances and things like that mm. a really good the one i use and i like is runkeeper mm-hmm. it has a free version and a paid version it's very very inexpensive um but it's excellent because you can program your workout to certain distances that you want and certain intervals so for example i did one the other day and it was like a 300 meter run rest so much and then it was a 600 meter run rest so much and then cycle back for so many rounds and it talks to you and you can play like your spotify through it as well and all your apple music and stuff so into your earphones so that then you have i like to run with music i don't like to listen to myself breathe um because if anyone has run anywhere near Katie, <laughs> she breathes like a freight train. Yes. So um, we have this beautiful thing where I really love to run and I've done it for very many years, but I do sound like a freight train and it does look a little bit painful when I run. <laughs> and heavy on your feet. Very heavy. You so when we're exactly talking about this technique stuff, I'm amazing at running in bare feet. In shoes, it's still a work in progress. Um, ben, however doesn't love running but doesn't hate it um and looks like a graceful i don't know first word that came to my mind was leprechaun it's more like a deer or something <laughs> that's, a very, that's a, not a very good analogy I suppose. <laughs> oh, i'm a pot of gold potentially probably not a good analogy but I don't. Yeah, I was. Irish accent. Yeah, it's (laughs) for for me. I did enjoy, and I was quite okay with running short distance. So so I've always been a short distance runner. I did really like it, and did quite well at school in my younger years for doing Mm -hmm. it. Potentially, just didn't push into doing like little athletics and stuff like that. But yeah, really enjoyed. Was always barefoot. Like didn't Mm -hmm. do like all my running was always barefoot. You know, hundred meters, two hundred meters. I would go for an 800 that would be it yeah. long distance running for I find boring I'm yeah. just a person who I just like I'm I'm very fast with my mindset and what I'm doing and what's going on all the time 
but it's potentially yeah that's that's where i like my my distance is short stuff i don't like complete opposite yeah. 800 is a short distance for me 400 is the absolute shortest i would ever go yeah. 800 was my jam mm-hmm. 1500 3k 5k 15 long distance I yeah. got it. And it's something that I think like even when we're doing about this is you've talked about doing it in, in certain time frames and over certain weeks is to to adjust it up and down. Yeah. So being able to do that bit of short distance and you see in some programs you'll do 100-meter sprints, you'll do 800-meter easy jacks, easy runs, you'll do all like that. That's what we're talking about here is it's not necessarily you need to go out, you're aiming for a 5K, there's no need to be running 5Ks four times a week. No way. No it's not going to get you the big thing. No. It's um, it's trying to adjust it, trying to make sure that you're built to to doing things and so. And you've yeah. got some sort of regimented thing of and what goal, like we talked about first. Yeah, and also when we're talking about body composition, like body comp is a major reason why people run as well. They don't just have these distance speed technique goals. Like it's also mm. like you want to look better. Yeah, if we want to look better, like that, yeah. shuffling your feet and running slowly is not going to help that. No. If you can learn to get some speed behind you, undulate all of your distances to keep your body moving moving along. Play with time, rest periods, yeah. stuff like that. Totally. Get that intensity, make sure that your cores on your hamstrings are working, your calves are working. The Awakening benefit everything up. muscularly that you're going to get is then going to improve your body composition. Like you get more of that um, if paired with training, you get more of an athletic look instead of just running to run it's also so much more motivating to feel like you can have some speed behind you and you can set your pace if you walk outside and you feel like you only have one gear when you run we need to work on a few things yeah that's yeah that's a big thing and i think we've talked about in other stuff is you know hitting different intensities and other intervals and all that a lot of people just get okay at beating okay and moderate and just doing things at a moderate pace, yes. not actually understanding what the word is like sprint, aerobic, anaerobic, doing things like that. So it's either fast yeah. or slow or that. But like in a program, really if you see slow, moderate, fast sprint, you should have four, yeah, four gears. paces, yeah, four, four gears, gears to flick between. Yeah, and it's something yeah. that happens with breathing as well. Yeah. You, you know, with how we're breathing um, through our nasal breathing it's sort of a slow steady controlled stuff then you might be breathing in through your nose out through your mouth starts to pick up second gear we're breathing in in certain periods through our mouth and then it's flat bicky mouths open in and out as much air as we can like we're talking we're going flat out fast speeds Mm -hmm. so it's something to play with as well absolutely i think we've covered a fair bit of stuff there i think think so uh, for running stuff it's it's certainly something that gives a bit bit of stuff to to work with totally applicable at the moment in time of the year mm-hmm. people can get out this doesn't need any equipment this is just people working as- shoes socks get a bit of um, water and a water bottle and, and head out for doing this but just make sure you're setting yourself up a success yeah give yourself stuff. some stuff to work on there so it's definitely a win mm-hmm. so to help set yourself up for success we have put all of our knowledge around this into a running program for you guys Um, So it is our 360 running program that you can find available as links through our um, Insta and Facebook, um, but it's on 360view.co on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll find this running program. So what we've done is basically taken the best of everything, all of the lessons that we've learned over years of going through running and getting coached and our own experience and put this in here for you. Um, I have trialed this program. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it was excellent. I didn't run for a little bit, maybe six months, a year-ish. Um, and then getting back into it, into that distance, it was really good and not having to run for 5Ks or 10Ks or something. But now I can go out and I know any distance that I want to run, like I got it. So I ended up taking three and a half minutes off of my 3K time. Yeah, that's really good. Which is yeah. huge when you're talking about like a short distance run, like a 10 to 15 minute run. That was quite a lot of time. So I was stoked. Mm. And didn't get, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is we tried to make it so it wasn't boring. Yes. We want to try and make sure that there's a, uh, we've we've given you the goals at the end. Yeah. So we know that the whole thing is as far as whether you're running a 5K, a 10K, uh, a bit of distance and you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. This gives you something to work through with multiple things. You can work this as a sprint one. You can do shorter distance, longer distance. It builds up over there. So it's trying to make it, mm-hmm. um, trying to make it engaging because we find, well, Katie, probably be different but myself I really find it hard to try and get excited about running stuff and I did with some of that distance stuff find it a lot easier to get in it just it did feel a lot better helps your head especially yeah especially with doing um the sort of interval stuff with rest and and run periods it was something that helped me with finding that longer distance was not as boring as and just broke it up a bit yeah and even if you find a run buddy Mm. it gets pretty fun yeah um, so with this here, we've kept it at three sessions a week. Mm-hmm. It's a five-week program. And then all that does is with our three sessions, it gives you enough. You can spread those out where you want to over the week. Um, and we've included everything that we believe so strongly in. So all of our warm-ups and cool-downs are included in there so that you know exactly how to prime yourself for a run and you're not left guessing. Um, we've included your activation, your recovery tips, um, your technique tips so that then everything is in one place. We've listed all of the apps that you can potentially follow, use yeah. and, and how to use them and keep the volume within the week so don't try yes. and extend this too much otherwise no. you're going to really find we've tried to keep this as a short um a short program as far as your five week one to be able to keep them in each week so yes. trying to keep that volume in the week if you spread this out over i'll take a week and spread it over two times you're just not going to get the volume that's going to help you get to the end no stick to your three times a week that is essential for this um Running sessions are short. They're yeah. around that half an hour mark. So you can do the morning, afternoon, anytime. Um, and then with them as well, do not condense any more than three yeah. sessions into a week. Like it, yeah. in the name of building your intensity in this, we yes. need to have those adequate rest days rest in Rest days in it for um, sure. And 100% can be combined with your gym training and everything. It's not you have to take a step out. And you'll find this actually benefits your gym training a lot. Hmm. With you being able to find different gears, learn your pacing with running, which is huge, hmm. um, and learn these different tempos. Then from there, control your breathing a little bit more, have a little bit more muscle engagement in your lower body, in your core. Find it a bit easier. Yeah, gym stuff gets Mm. heaps easier. So it's a transfer that you don't necessarily do it for, but it helps so much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, beautiful. So if you want to find that one, you can head over to 360view.co or the links through our Insta um, and you can get onto that one. And yeah, absolutely. Let us know, tag us in your stories of your runs. Let us know how you find them, how you go. Um, and yeah, we'll be super excited to see how you guys go with this in yeah, five re- weeks. reach out and let us know if you have any questions or anything sort of confuses you or does anything. We tried to keep it as simple and as easy as possible yeah. as far as uh, for people do. But yeah, definitely yeah. happy and running. Yeah. Excellent. And we will chat to you again next week. Thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening. 
If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review, and a five-star rating. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. And if you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them on the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.